from the Stereo Sound Record Studios, this is the Mosh Pit Podcast. Here is the host, Wes Everett, bringing you the best in new alternative rock and roll. Barrel smoke, neon light. Welcome to the Mosh Pit. I am your host, Wes Everett, and I am here with my special guests this morning for me. I don't know what time it is there, but uh, I got say yes, no, do nothing. How you guys been? I like say yes, no, nothing. That is better. That yeah. is better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that can be our, our alternate. We're, we're good. We're good. We've been recording all day in uh, East <laughs> London. Very good. Yeah, it's three o'clock here. So we're on. So it's fourth beer. How many beers now? Oh, yeah, a lot. All right. Well, it's Sunday. 
Today is the Lord. Yeah, I'm Dave. Uh, I sing, write songs, and play guitar. I'm Jake. I play bass and sing along a bit as well. My name is Dan. I play lead guitar and backing vocals and write songs. And, and I'm Matty, and I play drums. I'm camping in Wales. I couldn't show up for an interview. So our fourth, mem our fourth member is uh, on the drums, Matty. He's a uh, He's camping. A, he's a paramilitary trooper, our ROTC kid, so he's camping in the mountains right now. Oh, that sounds like fun. Yeah, it does. Because Wales have mountains. Because Wales have mountains, Dan. So, yeah, I'm from Wales, which for those of you that might not know is sort of to the west of England. Uh, it's kind of a small country, but it's part of the United Kingdom, but it's uh, it's quite mountainous. That's the biggest mountain in the UK, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, well, don't quote me on that. I think uh, it does. Ben Nevis. Oh, uh, here we go. Scotland. So, has so Jake's it. from Scotland, and so what's yeah, Jake's from Scotland. So kind of Wales, Scotland, and Ireland are kind of like the Gaelic nations in the UK, and they kind of have a slight hatred towards the English. I think, I think, I think Jake's right. I think Ben Nevis is probably the smallest mountain. I might be wrong. Right. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. But on either mountain, you're going to end up coming down soaked because it's going to be raining. People make a lot of comparisons between uh, Wales and New Zealand because the people outnumber, are outnumbered by sheep. That's in both, in both <laughs> And you all have like 2% body fat. Yeah. Yeah. Scotland's about 100% body fat. <laughs> <laughs> That's because of the fried Mars bars, right? It's because of the fried everything. <laughs> fried children. children. Yeah. Sorry, Wes, you asked a question? Oh, <laughs> uh, no. No, no, no. I was just going to let you guys go with it. Because it's early over here for us and... Um... Today's, yeah, my, today's my one day to sleep late, and I was like, "Man, I got to get up and do an interview with this amazing yeah. band." Yeah. yeah. What time is it where you are, Wes? Uh, it's ten o'clock now, but. Oh man. Yeah. Well, thank you for getting up. Thank you. You guys are welcome. It's kind of like. What's that? I was, out, I was out in the US quite recently. I got back like two weeks ago, so uh, the time the time difference is is, is a kind of killer, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It definitely is. And then in November we start changing clocks around and all that's fun too. So yeah. So let's uh talk about you guys being in the band. Um, how long has Say Yes Do Nothing been together? I would say that this this band has been together since March 2023. Um, Dan and I have known each other since before COVID. We played together and then everything fell apart like for every other band during COVID. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of the third incarnation of third incarnation, incarnation I'd say. Or the Phoenix Rising, really. I think Dave's best place to answer that question. I think Say Yes to Nothing's been around for five or six years, maybe. The name. Yeah, yeah. The, the current band, not that long. Yeah. Uh, me and Dave kind of struggled through uh, through COVID, through the lockdown. Couldn't really get very far. But um, current incarnations have been going strong, playing lots of shows, recording lots. It's been great. It's been one, of, one of our first gigs. Well, you you were at the gig where the roof caved in on me, right? Oh yeah, yeah. One of our yeah. first gigs, yeah. So there's a place called the Rock Steady in uh, Dalston, which is also East London, right? It's, it's about half a mile up the road from where we sat. Half right a mile now. from here, yeah. and uh, they have a, a venue in the basement where you basically assemble the stage because it's just they just you, you have to assemble like chairs and stuff like that to set up your amp. And I was uh, there's a lot of water leakage and in the green room so to speak which is just a wet closet and uh before the before our performance uh i went to kind of get a beer and get my guitar and i was going to leave the guitar for a minute and i thought ah, maybe i'll just get it i don't want someone to steal it and as i turned kind of like indiana jones 
and got the guitar and turned away. I heard this rumbling sound and the whole ceiling caved in behind me on all the equipment. So that was, I think that was one of our first gigs. And we played anyway, we still perform. Yeah, that did happen. Wow, that, uh, that sounds playing, horrible. Now we're playing places with like really good water drainage. So we, we just played. Nice. Yeah. We, we managed to make enough progress that we're playing places where the ceiling remains intact. Comes from through the whole show. The show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We haven't had any cave-ins for uh, a couple months. <laughs> but where's the excitement in that? Uh, the girls jumping up and down. Oh yeah, yeah. Good point. Good point. We literally brought the roof down. We brought the roof down. No, so that was an achievement. But it was not on fire because it was far too wet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when was that gig? That was before COVID. It was right before COVID. Uh, yeah, yeah. With a with an engineer called the Commander. <laughs> it's unfortunate his name was not the roof engineer. The roof, the, the, the architect. Yeah. <laughs> Or the builder. Well, the commander probably blew the roof off then. Yeah, that's right. He did. He blew the roof off. So we're we were Wes, we were just recording songs for our new EP, which is going to come out hopefully November ish. Um, I think we sent songs that are drafts to you, but uh, that's what we were working. Nice. Um, how many songs are going to be on that EP? Up at the debate at the moment. Five yeah. or six. Five or six. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I'm a traditionalist, and I think EPs are full of songs, but. I think I'd like to do six. Six, yeah. Well, pushing the boundaries. It's like a bonus track. Yeah. Yeah, yeah six tracks. That's almost a full album, bro. Right. Well, we have too many songs is the problem, but we're trying to get stuff done. We're all about value for money, cost of living, <laughs> cost of living crisis in the UK. I think you guys might be having a similar problem in the US. Yeah, uh, inflation. Yeah. Oh, no, we've got it over here, too. So. Yeah. How much is a, is a plastic thing of blueberries where you are? A, I don't know. I don't eat blueberries, so I, I don't know. <laughs> so I was in the US recently, and so we went to, to Publix. Publix? I don't know if you get it in California. You're from... What's yeah, yeah. yeah, we got you Publix. Have, you have Publix where you are, Wes? Yes, sir. Publix, Publix is expensive. What's a Publix? Supermarket. Was it like M&S? No, no, no. no, no, no. no it's regional. Yeah, but you get. I think you get it. We had it in uh, Florida, in yeah. Nashville, in, in, yeah. in, in, in... Violent life, violent death. The light behind. Ready to lose. Away, ready. The pressure is lifting. 
Publics are they're they're a lot like uh they're kind of I think they're more direct competition with like Kroger than they are Walmart. So oh, yeah. if that puts it on the scale for you guys. Yeah. It's expensive, yeah. Compared to the UK grocery, I think. For like fresh produce, yeah. Like vegetables and stuff. I, I think American fresh produce is more expensive than yeah. UK fresh produce. Yeah. Yeah. So really people don't buy it. I mean food here is really Yeah, it's much cheaper. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a lot cheaper for us to just binge out on junk food and unhealthy stuff. Yeah, but the music's better. Is the music better? I tell you what's it, what's what's really <laughs> fun is that most radio show, most radio stations are playing like rock or country, and that's better than than here, I think. Yeah, personally, here, it's here very subjective, it's, isn't it? You know, people do like. Do you like disco dancing? No, I don't. With a lot of sweaty, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, radio here is it's pop. It's dance pop, techno pop. Well, didn't we were at, uh, Donna, uh, David and I were at a festival. Yesterday. Yesterday. And um, so it's, I, I saw Billy Bragg and then David joined and then we went like to the next stage and it was like a DJ. And it was, it was really bad. <laughs> so they have a tradition here in the UK kind of stemming from reggae and dub where it is a show to have someone stand on a stage with massive speakers with a lot of bass with a lot of bass pointed at a crowd of people (laughs) they enjoy it and they love it they're all sweaty and probably getting sunburnt sunstroke and he plays songs that you basically could probably play on youtube but very very loud wow they eat it up they they, they, it's 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 a thing here and then there's two ugly guys doing something up front and it's like there's nothing good to <laughs> look at or look at it's like there's no so kind Jake. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing here it's, it's a major thing where I must you, say you Billy stand Bragg was brilliant yeah. yeah yeah no so but but we we are in north central london in a place called camden which is kind of the hollywood kind of the punk rock cbgb's kind of neighborhood of london i would say and so we saw for like the we saw the buzzcocks or what remains of them yesterday mm-hmm. um and you can see major acts that come through in very small clubs and uh, a lot of the punk rock bands from the 80s and stuff yeah are still around here uh oasis is like one step one degree of separation from everybody rolling stones is one degree of separation. like my <laughs> wife's drum teacher was the drum teacher for noel gallagher's kid and like, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's, it, it's a small town. London's a small town. Dude, that's awesome. Camden, I've heard, is really nice, though. Is it like 
Is it kind of the the B the B place to be? Yeah, Camden. Uh, yeah, Camden is. I've I've lived there for like six, nearly seven years now. I think Dave's not similar. It's kind of like the music hub for like kind of older music, like you know rock music or alternative music. It's kind of the home for that. It's become very touristy uh, yeah. in the last mm. few years, very gentrified. Whereas it had quite a reputation of being a bit more like. Um, I don't know, maybe a bit like Brooklyn or, you know, one of the suburbs of New York City. It's kind of, it's very close to the city centre. So it's a great place though. I think, if, you know, if you're, if you're visiting London and you're into music, I think it's a real, a real place to visit. It's um, got a lot to offer. Um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a cool, a cool neighbourhood. Sure. I, I always feel like, because there's so many tourists, I feel like I'm kind of wading through like a duck farm. Um, wading through a duck, duck farm? Yeah, it's, your duck farm to get my yeah it's pretty it's pretty it's pretty busy it's crowded, yeah. yeah but it's it's great you know if you're in the if you're in london and you but it was the hangout of like amy winehouse blur mm-hmm. uh madness it was the um, whole center of that movement from the 90s yeah. you know blur the whole yeah. Britpop thing was centered in that location you know, yeah. oasis blur yes yeah. it all came oh, from yeah. there there's, there's so many venues like the good mixer like the Dublin Castle, you know, these, these, these harvest bars have been going for 30 years. And, you know, um, there's, there's, there's stories that like uh, Noel Gallagher from Oasis, he, he once ordered a Jack and Coke from the bar, then had to go for some reason, and he asked him to keep it behind the bar for him. And, it, and it's still there. So it's <laughs> I these, didn't know that. <laughs> all these crazy stories about all these sort of uh, rock and roll heroes are sort of uh, yeah. kind of quite, quite, quite quite entwined in the in the in the in the local area which is fun yeah but uh they've kind of turned it into more like um they're, they're trying to kind of like do like a walk of fame now and they're kind of like putting like paying stones like down music for different uh local arts like like amy winehouse and they're kind of yeah. like you know they're all kind of embossed in gold on the floor and that's that might have been done already somewhere else in the world but um i think yeah. camden's trying to really copy weird. that but yeah, I don't know where this walk is. <laughs> How long is that going to last before it gets pulled out of the ground and sold for drugs? <laughs> nice. Yeah, nice. yeah. We, we played we played one of the pubs called the Good Mixer. We play there pretty often, and uh, it's it's just it for London. It's great. There's no cover charge. You walk in off the street, and it's just a mix of like homeless people, drug addicts, tourists, music enthusiasts, you and know, us. and us. But at the same time, you get lawyers and doctors. In the, in the same audience or also drug addicts homeless and well, uh, yeah a very eclectic mix of people for sure the best of the bunch huh the best of the- <laughs> so um you know speaking of venues what are your favorite venues to play around your hometown i think for me the good mixer i'd have to say okay. yeah it's fun i mean we're, we're quite we're quite lucky at the moment as a band that we're kind of moving around in lots of new places mm. um the good mix is definitely a fun one for sure. I mean, we played um, the O2 Academy a couple of months back, and that was a fun show as well in Islington. Yeah, um, that's my, that was my favorite. Yeah, yeah it was okay, a band, my first. But, like, uh, yeah, the current incarnation, a current incarnation of this band. That's really one of my more favorable shows. I've really enjoyed that one. We have a particular favorite as a band. There's a, a club in the West End of London, which is sort of you know, right in the heart where all the kind of theatres and the restaurants. It's called the St. Moritz Club. And the reason no! why Jake doesn't like it is that uh, Jake is a Swiss national. No, he's not proud of that heritage. But 
you know, it is a it, it is a really interesting place. <laughs> it's a real dog. San Moritz, so it's it has, it's in West End, which is pretty fancy. This. <laughs> it's a fondue. It's a Swiss fondue restaurant upstairs. So they have a Swiss flag outside. But and the guy who runs the sound is the same guy who runs the door. So you go down these stairs after he kind of like lets you in for six pounds or whatever, which is like eight dollars. And the floor, the inside of the room. It looks like a Swiss chateau, like in the mountains, like the walls are stone. Chalet. Yeah, sorry, chalet. Swiss so chalet. <laughs> well, it could look like a castle. It could be a small castle. Yeah, a chalet. Well, that's in French. It's been a while since I was in Switzerland. It's like the walls, the stones are painted, to, and there's wood beams. So it's like you're, you know, you're in, up in the mountains in a Swiss chalet. But the problem is that. But you know what's better? You're not. You're in London. You're in London. Yeah. And the floor, the floor, it's actually quite hard to get to the stage because the floor is so sticky. That your shoes stick to the carpeting, which is I don't know how long he's been there. And because he's running time. the door and running the sound, basically he kind of sets you up and then just leaves. And uh, so you're just on your own for a half hour in a in a small cave. But you would not believe the history of this place. Yeah, I mean the Kinks played there, the Who, Motorhead, Ed Sheeran. Um, well. You know the the bar area is covered with photographs of like Lemmy, yeah, yeah. from Motorhead, like all of it. With girls in various state of undress. Yeah, yeah. but he's in the actual, you can see it's yeah. the, the, where the picture, the photograph is of where you're stood looking at the photograph. Right. So, you, know, yeah. you know, 30, 40 years ago, you're stood in the same spot that, you know. And it's the same Aaron owner. Was in same and, owner is sitting there every night, the same old fat guy, still, still yeah. sitting there. And, and he the, hates you. The, yeah, yeah. Still, still, yeah, he hates me apparently as well, because. <laughs> Uh, okay, at this point, I was very drunk. We were sitting around the, the table in red light, and uh, I felt very uh, like a it was like a a Russian theme. Well, it felt like a bar shelter. Reason. Yeah, yeah, but with tequila, it does feel pretty post-apocalyptic in those. Yeah. It was really weird. So we were sitting under this red light, and then and then the guy comes over, and I speak like you. I think you said like this is the owner. So I spoke full on Swiss German. Yeah, with him, and he just looked at me and just like in disgust, like moved away. And I was like, "Well, do you know why, man? man? Because, you were, <laughs> because you sat with Dave, and you recognised yeah, Dave. Yeah, Dave, yeah, was, yeah, he Dave was the guy, the guy who set the confessor cannon off <laughs> and incurred a massive cleaning bill. They were so pissed. They were so yeah. pissed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, yeah, it's a terrible, it's it's a classic place, but terrible place to play, terrible place to perform. It was but fun. I like these places. Yeah, it's a particular yeah, favorite for me. I I like it. It's, Why it's don't a we real, go back? It's a real dive. Let's, let's just. Yeah, it's the kind of place you can play anytime you want because it's it's pretty much. You know why we won't go back? <laughs> oh, because he doesn't. Because he doesn't like it. Why we won't go back? Because if they hear any of our comments on this show, that's true. Yeah. Line, yeah. I think it, very, I think uh, any derogatory thing I've said. Over any podcast, yeah. I'm very derogative against the Swiss. Yeah. Yeah. Hate so Jake, all. Jake is Scott, but he grew up in Switzerland in Zurich. So uh, that's where he spent his teen years. So yeah. bear with us, down.
hearing stories like that too about you know all the landmarks basically around all the bands so it's cool man yeah i mean and and you know you can always take like a tourist london tour to see where david bowie threw up or something like that you know there's all that kind of stuff but i haven't even been inside abbey road yet no no because it's an operational studio like you can't go into abbey road uh so disturb somebody oh wow it's expensive. So, um, so what are you guys? Uh, where's your next show? Our next show is at the Camden Assembly on September 23rd with In Pop Productions, um, and then after that, we'll be in a place called Layton Buzzard uh, at the Crooked Crow Bar on September 29th. Where is that? Layton Buzzard. <laughs> Yeah, I've heard Google so it. many times. It's about an hour away. I don't know. We need to work that one out. Yeah. Yeah, we need to figure that out. We don't have anywhere to stay either. So. Yeah. Oh. But the Crooked Cro- uh, the Camden Assembly is this, uh, right in the center of Camden, upstairs bar, proper stage. Uh, everything's painted black. Good place to play. Good song, too. Camden Assembly? No, Painted Black. Oh, Painted Black is a good song. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So um, this show will be out in time to promote both of those. Um, you can, you know, tag us whenever you guys promote it. We'll help share it as well. Cool. cool. And uh, dude, that brings me to my next question. 
What are your three goals for the next 12 months? Goals. Recording, releasing, and uh, festivals. Playing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a good question. I'm glad you asked it. I think we've, we've never really asked ourselves that as a group. I mean, uh, maybe subconsciously we were kind of discussing it, but we don't actually know that it is like any steps to it or goals. So for me, a good question. Yeah, for me personally, I, I always admire Dave's ambition. You know, he's really drive the, the driving force in the band, and the, you know, we're really grateful for that. But I think, yeah, for me, it's kind of about having fun and playing live. I really enjoy, but equally, kind of dabbling with recording and stuff has been great. And we're very lucky to have Jake, who's very, uh, you know, talented in that in that sense. And um, it's all right; you can pay me later. But uh, well, <laughs> another beer. Yeah, we. Uh, we're kind of just uh, just enjoying being a band, really. You know, just playing live, recording, kind of ex experimenting with different things. I mean, our sets are very, very uh, eclectic in the sense that we're, we're kind of experimenting with different genres, and we, we're, we're all very kind of experienced in different areas of music. Everything's fast. And, well, uh, so if every gonna... gig is kind of one is fast, the next is yeah. More on the show, right? On the show. Yeah, it's actually quite a not only within one show dynamic, but like it's quite yeah. dynamic all across maybe five, six gigs. That's true. The best bands I've ever seen personally are the ones that are having fun, right? So for me, that's, yeah. that's definitely a goal. Yeah. Just have fun, enjoy doing it. Um, I mean, otherwise, what's, what's the bloody point? You know, try and try and kind of commit. The CP is definitely a goal of ours. I think that's a really good target to aim for. But equally, just kind of... Um, yeah, B is fine, thank you. And uh, I think just... <laughs> Just developing on a live show. I mean, we're becoming really, mm. we're really exploring uh, sort of different setups as a band. You know, it's probably the same anywhere, but in London especially, you just don't know what you're going to get when you when you turn up um, because because yeah, the roof caved in. The roof might cave in in one show, or we're in Switzerland having fondue in London. Yeah, or the next show after that, you might not be able to kind of hear the sound or something. And I think that's. Um, Something I'm really enjoying as a as a band member is kind of just exploring all those different things. So yeah, it's pretty it's pretty chaotic. I would like to do festivals next summer. Yeah, I'd like to have an EP, get on a festival tour, make something of this. Yeah. I think we're I think I think we would have fun. I think other people would have fun. That, the one thing Wes that I think we have over other London bands is not everybody plays American cop rock, and I think that. You know, blues rock, punk. So I'm in blues the band rock. and I don't know what cop rock is. There you go. So um, I think that we, I, for, at the festival we saw last night, Shalimar was there. Do you know them, Wes? Uh, sounds familiar. Yeah, they were like late 70s, early 80s American R&B, kind of like pre-Prince, kind of Rick James, kind of. But they were just so good, you know, and Ameri really American. And why, I think they, that, why were they there? That's really random. It was totally random. Why? But they were so good. They were very good. They were they were so tight and professional. And yeah. I think that you know Dan being just being in America, he couldn't believe how much rock there is on the radio there. But that's not on this side. And so I think that we people ask us to identify ourselves. I think we're just a rock band. And I don't know that there are rock bands in London anymore. Certainly, yeah. Like Huh? I mean, there's like punk bands. On like, yeah, there's, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I'm not to be not to be like, uh, I don't know, boasting. I don't think like other people do what we do. There's, I think there are so many labels attached to music now. I think that's probably not helpful. But yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I kind of agree with that. The uh, the labels kind of mess everything up as far as, you know, are they punk rock? Are they this rock or that rock? If it's rock and roll, it's rock and roll. I mean, for me, like, to be in a rock and roll band ranges from playing actual rock and roll to, like, a rock and roll band in my eyes is basically playing guitar, bass, drums, and singing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> while playing good songs at that, you know? I do, yeah. Uh, to me, that's, it's, we're a rock and roll band. We're not, I, I, I don't really, I, I can't get around the fact of, just when you like start signing genres to yeah. bands. Yeah. Because like one, 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 one song I'll write is a soft acoustic, the next is a metal tune, and the next is a punk song. Yeah. I, do, pop, song. I do quite enjoy that we sort of, in the, not on purpose, but we do kind of challenge that a little bit. Yeah, I think that's great. I think there's, I think a lot of bands might be a little bit afraid to go in a certain direction because they don't want to stray into being uh, like a country band or being like, yeah. a, you know, <laughs> um, whatever. I think it's, I think it's great to have the confidence to kind of just be like, I like the sound of this, yeah. and let's go with it let's and see where it goes. Sound, you, know, yeah. you know, Dave and I and Jake, you know, we we listen to lots of different. Music. Matty also does. Yeah, Matty's yeah, not we forget about Matty, but Matty is uh also very, very sort of varied taste in music. And you know, personally I you know, my, my roots were kind of in the in the blues and in kind of uh, that sort of stuff. And I was a 13-year-old kid listening to Chuck Berry and Jerry Lewis and it was very weird, I think, you know, from what from what my peers at the time thought. But you know, I kind of enjoy that. I think it's a great, a great uh, mix of stuff and influences in the, in the band. I, I, I like that we're not afraid to kind of sort of experiment and try different things and... Well, I yeah. just have a short attention span. Like, I just literally can't do the same type of music song <laughs> to songs. Too. That's why it's good that we have like two and a half minute songs. <laughs> Dave calls it a short attention span. I call it ambition. <laughs> Say yes, do nothing, hit the top.
start using that by the way <laughs> um so what has been your guys's biggest challenge being a band not uh, being too drunk to play yeah yeah well, maybe that's yeah. i i'd i'd say in a serious, serious answer I'd, I'd say covid was was horrendous yeah you know covid the whole COVID thing yeah really destroys our progress massively and I'm you know on, in ref, on reflection I'm really grateful because mm. I think the current setup of the bands is, is great I'm really enjoying playing with that um but uh I think for every band from what I've from what I've heard and through friends who are in other bands it was really a really tough time you know I've got friends who are musicians professionally and it just it just destroys their career entirely Temp, you know and People have to move and professional like, theaters too. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people oh, were out of work. Yeah, and... COVID was a, such like a, it changed the course of everyone's yeah. life, like a, like a slingshot mm-hmm. of a planet going around. But it really affected. It really hole or something. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, really, it really fucks it all. Yeah, up. it really but, affected my musicality personally. I find it. Yeah. I find it really tough in that sort of. Like, I don't know how long that period of time was. I'm trying to think about it, but I guess it was like a year and a half, not two years. Jeez. But it just it destroyed my musicality mm-hmm. and my creativity was completely stunted by it. Mm-hmm. And we really struggled, yeah. Dave and I, to kind of get back into it. And we really we really wanted to. Yeah. Um, I think and a lot of venues was, closed. I mean, it was yeah. very tough on the London scene. Yeah. It made the London scene much more, even more money oriented. So, uh, Wes, I don't know if it's like it this where you are. Huh? The digital... And the digital Wait, stuff too, like oh, you're putting a song like, like yeah, like financial, digital. I mean, digital is money. Yeah, oh yeah, that's, yeah. Like that's it. I think that's our biggest issue at the moment. Like we have to sell a certain amount of tickets to yeah to book a venue to achieve the next gig there where we yeah have been offered. Yeah, on, like, yeah. on the condition if we sell that many right. tickets, like, I don't know that. I, we have to yeah. sell more tickets than I actually people than I know in <laughs> London. You're you're very right. And another big problem for us, you know, frustration is that the scene locally tends to be they want you to provide the audience. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess in the old days, you know, I, I don't know how long ago that would be, but the venue was responsible for drawing the crowd and they hired the talent and that was the way things work. Whereas now. Well, now they're, you know, they're not looking for the song, no, the artist. Now they're want, looking for the audience. That's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. So you're responsible it's, for 
for bringing the crowd. So they're trying to sell beer. They're not trying to, you know, it's, it's well, so I've seen it. That's always been the case. Sure. I've seen it in action. It's been a big butt there, you know, yeah. because you get four bands on the bill and then the first band goes on and their audience turns up and yeah. then they watch oh, and they horrible. leave. And yeah. then the next band's audience turn up, and then they watch that band, and yeah. it's, it's a really awkward. It's awful, um, and to keep people I, on. I think that's a COVID issue, though. Like people, yeah. I always go to. I, I like years ago there was this. It stuck with me. There was this meme, I guess, on 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 Facebook or Instagram, and they like basically just pointed out, like, oh yeah, I'm a guitarist in this band. And then the reply is, oh, when do you go on? And no, and the answer is, it start like the the whole evening starts at six, mm-hmm. at like nine. Right. So right. like four people will show up at six or seven, watch all the bands, and right. then see the. Yeah, that yeah, should yeah. be. That's yeah, the, yeah. I, I yeah. Think it's just a general interest. I make the effort, thing. but yeah. even, it's gotten down to the fact that if you try and communicate with some of the other bands before a show right. about something like. You know, maybe we should share an amplifier or something. Yeah. It's just so painful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah, it's just really to, to a certain degree. I think either they're just. I'd be I'd be curious to know. I'd be curious to know. I'd be curious to know how things dickheads. if things are like that where you are wherever you are in the world. Whereas I don't know if it's like that where you are, but in, in London, in yeah, London, it definitely is. Is it? Yeah, it definitely is. It's, it's kind of that same thing. And that was one thing starting this podcast that I kind of fought against because me and my girl, we would go to shows, not know a single band on the card just to go meet new bands, meet new people. And it was great, but you did, you saw that influx of, okay, well, the opener band had, you know, their family show up. Those guys are gone. Now next band, there's a whole new crowd in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a train. It's like a train station. Yeah, <laughs> it's like viewings. Yeah, it is. You know, it's like a <laughs> apartment. Yeah, literally, it's crazy. Right? It's, I, I, do you know what, Wes? I don't think it's reassuring. I'm going to say it's reassuring, but it's really not. But uh, now we're getting depressed. But the good thing about the good mixer, again, is there's no cover, so people just wander in and out. That's, and, you know, that is, that's, that's the lovely happening. thing about that it. That's cool. You will get people wondering. And it was quite full because people like being there. And you know when you go there what you're going to get. You might get in a fight. Well, you know. But um, <laughs> I did not feel that dodgy. Come on. Oh, uh, well. Uh, yeah. But, you know, on that night. Yeah. Uh, it was a Thursday. It's also because I... Uh, everyone knows Saturday night's the fighting, right? According to Dr. John. Now, quick question. We don't have time to go into this, but do the venues over there, are they doing the merch cut nonsense that they're doing over here? Actually, there's no merch table. Really? Okay. We're going to actually, sorry, so we're going to do a, a benefit for Ukrainian refugees on November 5th. And I think because they're good-natured and doing a benefit, they're going to have a merch table for us. But generally, no, you, you, you're you lucky if they give you a Heineken. That is your payment for the night. Wow. But London's great, don't it? <laughs> Well, grab his way to give t-shirts out to the audience. Oh, yeah. No, I just throw crap at the audience. So, uh, you know, we, we do hand, handmade t-shirts mm-hmm. that I print with an iron and all that kind of stuff. And so we just chuck them at the audience. So that's our merch table in a way. Um, I used to throw used uh, novels, like mm-hmm. classic novels, and but I, I hurt somebody. So, uh, yeah, I threw like a, a hardback spine book uh, into one face. And, uh, what do you think was going to happen? 
I don't know. It, was, it, was, it wasn't James Joyce. I mean, it was like, you know, it was relatively. There's nothing poetic about that at this point. There's nothing poetic about you just assaulted somebody. Are you out there throwing, like, you know, the complete works of William Shakespeare? Yeah, exactly. That the was, Edgar Adeline Poe. Clearly, that's manslaughter. But, I mean, you know, it was like Old Man on the Sea. I don't know. What were you trying to say? I was just enjoying, like, sharing. You Here, you're out to get. Fuck off. Yes, um, yeah, a book. Exactly. Read a fucking Read book. Face. Put down your phone and read a book. Yeah. There we go, then. What? <laughs> Why did you do that? I seriously, I was like, I had a bunch of really great books. I was like, I'm not going to read them. them. I thought I'd throw them at the audience. That's not how you get rid of books. It's not? Well, you can burn them. Well, you can either. (laughs) I wouldn't burn them. Davis toned it down. It's become a little bit more. um, I have toned it down. You know, a little bit more sexist. No, it's just a soft, soft cloth. Yeah. He only throws throws, um, sort of, you know, paperback books now. Short stories, short stories, <laughs> printed on eleven by fifty pages max. You know, his days are throwing three hundred pages. Also, because the pages flutter, so well, it slows least, it down. The worst thing the is, is it yeah. stops you. Maybe yeah. you'll give me paper cuts and not. Uh, oh my god, I didn't think of it. We should have people sign waivers before a show. We hope you don't die because yeah. Dave might actually throw a book in your. He face. might throw literature at you. <laughs> what a load of nonsense! Sorry, Wes. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are great um i've absolutely enjoyed talking to you guys listening to your stories um we will definitely do this again yeah sure. thank you um, i really enjoyed your uh, last week's show by the way oh thank you also thank the, you I, I forget polite chat is that the, the show i think the, the latest one that was really fun oh the uh polite exchange the little yeah. short ones yeah. yeah you guys were talking about online uh, dating apps i thought that was really fun yeah those can be uh dangerous yeah it sounded like it yeah yeah <laughs> uh guys uh, thank y'all again tell everybody where they can find you on all the platforms say yes do nothing.com uh instagram say yes do nothing i think twitter we're say yes do nothing one um uh, spotify yeah. apple music soundcloud Soon on Spotify. Soon on Spotify with the EP. Yeah. We're thinking of calling the EP the Walk of Shame. Uh, or yes. Or, or what? We haven't talked are, about it are yet. We? Yeah. Are we? Well, I don't. I don't mind. Yeah. Look, it 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 suits the 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 Yesterday we thought of this album cover because these girls <laughs> yes. like, these girls go out in these in these English beaches which are rainy and miserably cold that they go out in these super tight miniskirts that are way too small today where it's like. Not days. like today, like November, yeah. they go out in these mini skirts and high heels on the pebbly beach, and they're standing in the wind, just clearly miserable and hungover. Oh, are they miserable? Yeah, well, they're drunk. And so we were thinking See, of doing like a picture of like a, a girl doing that on the beach in front of a pier on the uh, English beach. So we have to go to Brighton. That is we very, have to go to specific. Specific. It's very specific. Yeah, this is about that long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we have to talk about it. Anyway, sorry, Wes. I like the idea. How much spare time do you have? <laughs> Guys, that uh, yeah, definitely keep us posted on all new releases. We'll get them on a uh, we'll get them on the show. Thank you, Wes. All right, man. You guys have a good one, and um, hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks Great for talking to you, Wes. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for waking up with us. <laughs> yes, Ciao. sir. Later, fellas. Hey, see ya. Bye. International furlough haven. Mm-hmm.